This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 134 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Omega Fields, the world's best omega-3 supplements for horses. Horsemanship Radio is a part of the family of the Horse Radio Network. Today, we have two women who represent the horse world in the media world, and they love their horses, too. This is Debbie Laux, and you're listening to Horsemanship Radio. Thanks for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 1st and the 15th of the month. And, of course, I have my producer, Jen, with me today. Hi, Jen. Hello, Debbie. How's springtime treating you? Oh, it's beautiful here now. We're like... We're like Ireland here now. We're like green and velvet. and Well, maybe not quite, but almost. I mean, it's green. Like, we haven't seen it green for a long time. We're like rubbing our eyes. Wow. Oh, your eyes in it. We <sighs> talked about this on, on Health Recruiters a couple weeks back. Mm. What is it that happens in the springtime in California that officially makes your soul go, oh, it's the poppies we have the california poppies and you know some people think like mustard growing across a field or something is beautiful nothing compared to the poppies they're like this blood orange red oh they're they just beautiful there? oh yeah 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 they are and there are our state flower I didn't and know. yeah yeah and they're just they're like butter their leaves are just so soft and beautiful and they furl up and then unfurl in the sun. So they do this, you know, kind of when the fields open up in the full sun, it's like, oh, you know, it's one of those. So they, so they crinkle all up and go to sleep at night? They do. Interesting, right? For a and while. They're always, and know, they're and all orange. They're all the same color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're beautiful. They've got a soft, beautiful leaves. I mean, just everybody, we, we call it the super bloom this year because, you know, we haven't had rain for mm, five or six years. And everybody was worried because over the years, you'd get the rain and then it, the seed for everything would come up and then it would just dry up and frizzle in the hot sun again then with no water. So we thought, oh my gosh, what if all the seed is gone, right? Like, are they going to bloom ever again if we just desert us, you know, we just completely obliterated California. And then when it bloomed this year with all the rain that we had, everybody went, yay, there is a God, you know, it was just beautiful, (laughs) just beautiful. So there I wax on about flowers, but super bloom. Yeah. You know, every part of the country and every person has that one thing that just sets your soul alight and you're alive again in the springtime that, that happens. Mm -hmm. And for you, it's the poppies. That's interesting. We had the par- farm we lived at when Glenn and I first got together, there were that same poppy. It was the, it's that one that's orange and it's ju- it's feral. It just grows everywhere all by itself and it's the happiest plant around. Yeah. And I had never met that plant before. Aww. And when it first came up in the yard when we first moved there, the place had been left empty for some time, so we never knew what was growing. I thought they were thistles because there was this little tiny plants that had leaves no. that like a thistle, and I kept pulling them up. <laughs> And, and it kept coming back. I'm going, what's the deal here? And I finally just left some of them go. I said, okay, you win, whatever you are, go ahead and grow. And then these beautiful. Oh, don't ever tell dad this story. It will hurt his heart. <laughs> well, they won. Once I realized like, Good. oh, those are beautiful. Let's Google that. <laughs> I, I fell in love with the poppy as well. That's lovely. Yeah. And dad loves them too. We call them Monty poppy seed, actually. Um. <laughs> now, are they the same poppies that you get poppy seeds for poppy seed bread? 
or not? I, yeah, they look like it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's a, you know, a, a different variety or something, but yeah, they, they look just like that. Those little black flecky things. And yeah, he collects them around and then he takes them over to the dentist office and spreads them or he takes them all over the ranch and spreads them. And then so he's then the he, Johnny apple seed of poppies. poppy seed. Exactly. Johnny, po- Monty poppy seed. Monty. So uh, yeah. And, and then he, he promptly starts telling everybody, don't step on, oh, don't, no, no, don't step on the poppy. And they're growing everywhere. So how do you not, <laughs> but the, and he doesn't let the horses eat them. No, no, no. Which is probably a good thing. I'm not sure. They're good for horses. <laughs> I don't know if they are either. Our, you our know, horses never made an effort to eat so I don't know. That's good. Yeah. I mean, doesn't heroin come? Well, never mind. But um, <laughs> we don't. We don't want to poison anybody. But anyway, yeah, it's beautiful. It's springtime here. It's just lovely, and we have so many fun things coming up for spring. I'm sure everybody's ready to get outside, but we're excited about. We have so many things just in the month of May alone at Flag. We have our lead up, which is our at-risk youth. We have our horses and healing, which is our veterans and first responders program. We have. It starts off with the movement April. 29 and 30, which is the journey, two-day symposium on that journey with horses and all these different speakers and dad working with wild Mustangs. It won, the series actually won at the Equus International Film Festival because That's it was pretty just, cool that you guys put that oh on my, the video. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's so many, it's such honor that to have these speakers there, you know, you, you want it for posterity, you want to hear it again, you know, and then uh, right after that, we have an equine assisted intro to motivational interviewing, which is, you know, the people side of it, the using horses in the change behavior, you know, it's just, it's really cool. So yeah, at the end of it, we have an advanced course that Denise Heinlein is there from Germany coming over to teach. And so that's just May. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a busy place. Yeah, it Life's is. Yeah. We have well, fun. Speaking of busy, we've got a busy show. We do. We should probably get to that. Okay. Yeah. So let's get to Susan's chat right after we hear from our title sponsor, Omega Fields. Hi, Joe Camp here to share about Omega Fields. Omega Fields exists to help you keep your first promise to the horses you love, to care for them well. Nutrition is the foundation of a healthy life and supports all the activity that brings you and your horse so much joy. Omega-3s from flax are the cornerstone of that foundation. So, coupled with the finest ingredients and their proprietary pure glean flax stabilization process, they created Omega Horseshine, Omega Horseshine Complete, Omega Nibblers, Low Sugar and Starch, Omega Antioxidant, and Proventum Probiotic Soft Treats. Thousands of horses are experiencing a vibrant life with the help of Omega Fields products including all of ours, a part of helping you keep your promise to your friends. Nutrition for a healthy life isn't just their slogan. It's their purpose. Susan Ashbrook was born in the Midwest, but longed at an early age to be like her grandmother, Pearl. Pearl rode horses and built many successful businesses, too. She was an independent woman when it wasn't a popular pursuit. Susan used her creativity and business acumen to found Film Fashion, a premier agency matching A-list celebrities with exclusive fashion designers for the red carpet. Her clients included Escada, Chopard, Ralph Lauren, Lanvin, Harry Winston, and Swarsky. Film Fashion was acquired by powerhouse ad agency Interpublic Group. Susan's passion for horses launched another career, producing equine content for Equine VIP. As hostess, producer, and editor, each interview features 
individuals from equestrian worlds. Stories include talks with riders, trainers, unique equine events, products, and special horses. Her interviews have been featured on RFD TV, Horse Digest Magazine, and the popular Equine VIP website. Most recently, Susan launched Equine VIP Shampoo and Conditioner with four horses as test models. Equine VIP Shampoo and Conditioner is made with essential oils, fruit extracts, and herbs like peppermint that stimulate a horse's coat for a shiny, clean finish. Well, welcome, Susan Ashbrook. I am so happy to have you on finally on Horsemanship Radio. Are you in the San Inez Valley now? No, I'm not. I live in Lompoc. You're okay, but you're over the hill. For people that are internationally traveled, that is just, it's 15 minutes up the road, right? It is. It's just around the corner. It is. You live in beautiful wine country now, but that hasn't always been the case. You were born in the Midwest, but most of the, when I first met you, you had just moved out of LA and tell us a little bit about what you started because you love horses. Uh, Yeah, I moved out of LA to start a website and television program called Equine VIP because like most horse people, we, we are characters, we are funny, we are persistent. And I thought horse people had stories to tell, so I wanted to share those stories with other horse people, and I've just had the honor of uh, interviewing some wonderful people. You really have people, and the site is where people can go and listen to some of those interviews still? Do you archive them? I do archive them, and I change them out once a month. So we've got a nice variety from book authors to professional horse tra- uh, trainers, Gary Stevens, you might recall who he is. He's a famous jockey and an NBC commentator about racing. So it's a variety. It's not just one discipline of riding. It, you are so right about that, which is what I love about your Equine VIP. So they should go to Equine VIP. Oh, absolutely. I first met you because you approached and interviewed dad. And it really was one of the best perspective interviews I've heard him do. So I appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And you know, when when I interviewed Gary Stevens, the jockey, he said to me, wow, you really did your research. So every time I interview somebody, I really try and dig into their past from the beginning where they started to their passion and what led them to horses. And it's really fun for me to do that. Yeah. And you do it well. And, and I think it's really fascinating. Now, most people who own horses these days, they do so at the, the bidding of the job that they have or the, (laughs) the talents and abilities they have because they have to pay for their horses, right? It's not easy to maintain horses and keep horses. So I think it's fascinating that you come out of this background of the film and you you did some agency matching A-list celebrities with fashion designers. So tell us a little bit about that because we're all fascinated by how you make a living enough to pay for your horses. Yes. Well, I was working for a fashion designer in Los Angeles, and he was really a terrific guy, and he had a celebrity clientele. He did clothing for Mick Jagger and Julia Roberts and Angelica Houston, and I thought, well, gee, you know, every time they go out in public, they're asked, well, who are you wearing? And it's become even more so, you know, as we watch all these events and award shows, people want to know. 
And I thought, well, gee, I, I think I could do that not for just him, but for other fashion designers also. So I left him, started my own agency, and I really, to be honest, Debbie, I'm not sure I really thought it through because I didn't have a client <laughs> when I first started. But I got, yeah, I got myself to Europe and New York and, and explained my idea. And my very first client was Ralph Lauren. So I, I started off with a big no bang, way. you know. Yeah, it your doesn't get first, bigger than him. No, pretty so, much not. Yeah, I was looking yeah, at your list. Yeah. You don't even put him first. In fact, I thought it was curious. I was reading up on some of the, the clients. Not like I don't, I've never heard of Ralph Lauren. But I didn't even know that people say his name wrong all the time. A lot of people say Ralph <laughs> Lauren. So now you can punish yes. us for that because you met him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that right? Well, so, and it, what... What what happened then, just to briefly tell you, was I then did jewelry and handbags and shoes and pretty much anything a celebrity wore. I started representing uh, those kind of clients. So my business grew. And that's how I could, you know, I, I say now that I work for shoes, but not my <laughs> shoes, horseshoes. <laughs> Horseshoes now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. I mean, and how does it? How does it? You were a girly girl, so what was it like moving from Los Angeles, doing all these high fashion? I mean, seeing these six foot, hundred pound women marching around with these beautiful clothes on. How do you go from that to the San Inez Valley and putting on horseshoes? Not you really, but buying them. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I lived in LA and worked with celebrities and fashion models. My background really was my grandmother had a farm and as a kid, my mom would drop me off the day school got out and pick me up the day school started in the summer months. So I really loved being on a farm or ranch around animals and I just find the people in San Inez Valley so welcoming and friendly and especially horse people, you know, they're just givers. And they'll give you the clothes off their back, you know, and help you out. And so it was a it was a welcome move for me. That's nice. And and now you you're evolving again. I know that you've been involved heavily in the horse. I mean, I see those beautiful photos of you out with the fillies, the ladies horse riding groups, and you get to go to these farms that and ranches that people would never see normally. They're off the the public grid. Um, how is that these days? Are you more relaxed than that LA crowd? Oh, definitely, for <laughs> sure. Being a part of the Phillies is really just a big, big treat because we get to ride on some of these private ranches that nobody ever sees. And the owners will let us on very graciously. And Sometimes we have fancy lunches. Sometimes we pack our own lunches. It's very relaxing, and I enjoy hanging out with cowgirls all the time. Right, and they they look it, too. Well, I, I was just thinking about, here's this glamour girl goes to riding girl, horsey girl, but it's almost <laughs> like you want to stick your toe back in it, and you've recently launched the equine VIP shampoo and conditioner. So you're back to the fancy world. No, I did. I did. Well, you know, Debbie, I have four horses. So I think I've used every kind of shampoo and conditioner on the market. And, you know, some were too thin, some were too thick. Some didn't make my horse's coat shine, you know, fragrance, all that stuff became important to me. And I thought, gee, 
I've tried it all and I really, I think I need to create my own, you know, and one of the elements that I'm particularly happy about is that the shampoo and conditioner have peppermint oil in it and peppermint oil stimulates the coat and hair. So, you know, I've really seen a big difference in my horses and, and I hope I get to share it with more and more people. So are you making it right there in your garage or how do you, how do you, I do, I get the basics that are in almost every single shampoo. And then I've kind of over the years added and taken out things that, that haven't worked for me. So it's a little bit of uh, the best of everything, I think. Very cool. And okay. Yeah, so I, I got a cool. bite. Where do we get this stuff? Do we have to go straight to you? Well, right. Yeah, right now it is just sold on the website. Of course, mm-hmm. like everyone, I hope to have it on Amazon very soon because I'm a big Amazon shopper, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Prime. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, you know, I kind of learned how to do all that before with my, my business. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So now that you've got this business and you've got it San Inez based, so you're not having to fly to China to get it produced or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Are you still going through iterations of the, of the recipe or do you have it where you like it? I have it exactly where I like it. Nice. I can't wait to try some. Yeah. 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 We'll have to put it in the show notes. We'll have to put the website too. So where do you think you go from here? Are you, uh, are you going to launch more products or are you going to ride off into the sunset because you love horses? <laughs> well, that does sound pretty good, but I'm afraid I'm compelled to be a hardworking person. So I hope, you know, I can add other products to the shampoo and conditioner. But right now I'm learning how to market it and about social media, Instagram, taking photos. And I was just at a horse show this weekend and it was really fun because, you know, I'd go to horse shows in the past, but this time I was looking for horses that had tried my product so that I could showcase the horses. One of the riders this weekend rode a Grand Prix dressage test and she has a gray horse. So she had used her horse as a model and for the shampoo and conditioner and we got some really fun pictures of the horse. So that was great. It looked great. Yeah. So now you have four horses. So do you have like one in each color so you could do that? Or <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. My The trainer I work with said to me, well, I can clearly see you have a style. They're, they're basically all bays. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's my style. <laughs> yes. It's like the four food groups. You just have one, huh? That's it. Yeah, I think so. I, I do think so. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. And so are you, Susan. It's really, it, you've been a, a wonderful addition to the San Inez Valley horse scene for sure. I'm looking forward to having you at Flag Is Up. I know we're, we're going to be at an event together coming up at the end of the, by the time this comes out, I think it will have just happened, but we will get to see you soon and I'm going to you know ask you for photos and things to put up on our social medias of uh, how equine VIP shampoo and conditioner are doing and anything else you add to that lineup it sounds really fun love supporting horsey girls who are businesswomen too well thank you so much Debbie I really appreciate your call yeah thank you for agreeing to be on horsemanship radio we'll talk to you soon okay bye-bye
Cavallo horse and rider Carol and Greg Giles, too, have been longtime supporters of the Horsemanship Radio, and we thought, you know what better way to show how their support goes than through the people who buy their boots? So we have this from Brenna Eldridge on a Facebook post. I could not be happier with my decision to transition my horse to barefoot and choosing Cavallo for his hoof protection. I always thought my horse just had bad feet and that he would always be lame barefoot until I realized that I was enabling that dependency. By allowing his feet to adapt back to the way that they were naturally intended, his feet have become strong and he now seems perfectly comfortable barefoot. With the added weight of a rider on rough terrain, I invested in my first pair of Cavallo boots. I went with the Trek boots, and they fit him perfectly. I was able to do anything that I could do in metal shoes, and I have no longer stress over him losing a metal shoe and damaging his hoof when removed. The Cavallo boots have provided him greater shock absorbencies when riding on hard ground, and so far, whether it be on trails or in the arena, he seems extremely comfortable in his boots. I do a variety of riding, including trails, gaming, and drill, and I'm excited to get into the gaming season to put truly those boots to test. I believe that in horsemanship, you have to pick methods that make the most sense to you. And for me, that is the naturality of barefoot and the protection of the Cavallo boots. Brenna. Kathy Lynn has been involved with horses her whole life. She taught riding even in New York City, and that's unique. She has participated in horse shows, played polo, U.S., and internationally. Her professional experience includes working with global consulting firms, technology companies like IBM, media publications, including People Magazine and Entertainment Weekly, and she managed all the sports projects at the Associated Press. Her website, equineinfoexchange.com, was launched on January 2015 and has rapidly grown to having a social media reach of 3 million and more, and is the Twitter top influencer in the world for hashtag equine. Well, welcome, Kathy Lynn. I'm so glad to have you back, publisher of Equine Info Exchange on Horsemanship Radio. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing terrifically. How are you? And thank you so much for inviting me back. This is very exciting, Debbie. I was dying to talk to you about so many things. I think we've had you on about, people have to look up that segment. It's probably about a year, year, eight months ago, maybe something like that. And you Mm -hmm. were just, uh, as they say in the, I think in the music industry, you were on the top with a bullet. You were, your exchange was <laughs> doing really well and you've gone more international. And so I definitely wanted to have you back about that, but you, you cover so much information about the equine industry, which is really fun that you've gone pretty, this international scope. I thought, how, how do you do that? How do you not get unwieldy with all this information? And I guess that's, that's what I, what do you say to people what you do on Equine Info Exchange? How do you describe yourself? Well, what we want to do is we want to bring the global equine world together, whether you're an amateur, whether you're a professional, whether you just like horses, whether you like the lifestyle or interested in the lifestyle. For example, like Ralph Lauren with his polo line, many people wearing polo shirts have never played polo, but they are interested in the lifestyle. So we want to bring everybody together and not only participants in the sport, 
but people outside the sport. We want to bring large businesses together with small businesses. Debbie, we have over 23,000 businesses listed on Equine Info Exchange. Whoa. And Did we're trying to build. 23,000? Yes, 23,000. Thousand, um, and as you know, with our emails going back and forth, I, you probably sleep as little as I do. <laughs> so you are, busy. yeah. Well, and and so we're growing by leaps and bounds. We've been in business over four years now, and it's it's just been great. The pace has been frenetic, but it just every day is different, and it's just so stimulating. So I'm thrilled to wake up every morning, work hard, connect with people. Um, and it's just been a wonderful journey. I can't believe it is now deemed the most comprehensive directory of events in the world. And you only started four years ago. Yes. Yeah, so so we our goal was really to bring everybody together. And so we brought everybody together with disciplines, every kind of discipline. And yes, thank you for touching on events because this week we launched our global events package. So it's been something that other folks wanted to do. Horse and Hound has something similar in the UK space. But because we have such a global audience and we're the top influencer in the world um, on Twitter, in fact, Twitter reached out to us and met with us in New York to talk about, yeah, it was great, to talk about our global influence, which was wonderful. I learned a lot from them. They learned stuff from me, and it was terrific. Um, We wanted to take that opportunity to have events listed on our site in a feature on the homepage and also a way that people can not only promote their event, but sell tickets as well. So we ha- we're offering free listings to anybody who's interested. In exchange, we only ask that you link back to us so everybody wins. You know, we send traffic to you, you send traffic to us because sure. it's building a community. But then we also have featured listings um, where we will include you on our, you know, Facebook and Twitter, well, where you can sell tickets, where there's an area where you can download, say, for example, you want to go to one of your events. Someone wants to go to one of your events, Debbie. Um, They could download a document. How do I get there? Where do I stay? All of that. Um, And the prices are very, very economical. So for those of us who really don't have a budget, there's a free listing. But for those who want to sell tickets, who want video clips, who want photos, there's a featured listing, and it starts at $30 a month. So yeah. it's, it's a great, great way for everybody to, to play in this space. Yeah, really. And it's very potent. So mm-hmm. not only are people, yeah. not only is that inexpensive, but it's super powerful too. So, and your social media reach, you were telling me about your social media reach a little bit is huge. And so tell Incredible. us a little bit about, and, and how do you, these days, social media is so confusing. I mean, Facebook has been doing all kinds of funny stuff. And I, even if we have big numbers on our Facebook, the engagement is the only way we really seem to be effective. How, how do you attack social media these days in this changing, you know, platform that they've got? Sure. So what we try to do is automate as much as possible. We're small but mighty. And because of my technology background, I'm lever- I'm able to leverage 
is some of the artificial intelligence or business intelligence tools in order to display content and display appropriate content to our audience. Um, so we have a social media reach of about 15 million a month, which includes uh-huh. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel that said, there's always room for improvement. So, you know, you, you sort of look at these social media platforms and say, okay, how could I do better at Pinterest? How could I do better at Facebook? And so many times Facebook is, is changing their, their algorithms. How can I do better? So it's a continuous process, Debbie. Like anything, as the business grows and evolves, we need to do better and are always trying to do better. That said, we look for leaders outside our industry. We look for to the global media companies. How are they doing it? Mm-hmm. How are they engaging their audience and working in conjunction with them? And if you don't mind, I can certainly talk to you a little bit mm-hmm. about some of the global media partners, if that's oh, okay yeah. with you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated because I know you have these horsey roots. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you've been, you've taught writing and you've even, even if you're in New York City and uh, <laughs> horse shows mm-hmm. and polo and everything. So I know you have these horsey roots and usually it's very hard to find somebody who's technically savvy, especially on an international scale too. So yeah, carry on. Oh, thank you. Yes. So my background did include uh, working at the Associated Press, managing all of their sports projects, um, included working at major uh, big five consulting firms, working in technology at IBM, managing their global intranet site where we had 3 million page views a week. So leveraging all of those professional services, I also worked at Entertainment Weekly and People Magazine, so I do have media background. Um, and sort of the confluence and bringing all those together um, in addition to, and thank you for bringing up my background playing polo, my background in horse racing, teaching riding, having a hunter jumper horse, you know, all of that kind of came together and that's when I started developing EIE. So that the technical background really helped propel us, Debbie, going forward because it gave us a distinct advantage moving forward in this space. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, a large global media company met with me here in Manhattan. And for our next time we talk, I'll be able to reveal a little bit more. But they worked, they want to work in partnership with me, which was just so, so exciting. If I could say, it's sort of like a small tech firm being asked by Oracle to partner with them or a small Mm -hmm. search firm being asked by Google. And having them say, look, we'd like to partner with you. And then they also said, which was so important to me, they said, Kathy, we know you will never damage our brand. Wow. So it was very important because integrity is so important and doing the right thing is so important in any business. And for them to say, this global media company, international global media company, saying to me, you won't damage our brand and we trust you, that yeah. meant so much to me. So As what it they should. Also said, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was great. It was great. So, you know, sometimes doing the right thing is a longer journey 
but it's the right journey. Were you worried they were going to gobble you up? I w- <laughs> if they knock on your door these days, some of these deals I hear on, on uh, the news is that, yeah, you know, we just plunked down a million or a billion or whatever for, for different. And I would think that you would be ripe for that. But I'm hearing in your heart a passion for the industry that you're sticking with. Definitely, definitely. And so they said to me, and this was interesting, this big global media company said to me, what is the biggest challenge with your business? And I said, it's the run and maintain and the support and getting back to to people and really having the infrastructure set up. They said, that's it? I said, yes. They said, we can help you with that. Mm-hmm. We can, we have our, all of our research, all of our, you know, global teams who can, you know, help you and give you reports so that you can give this to your customers. Wow. It's, so they want to work with me. They want to support me. They believe in what we do. So for them to have my back, was extraordinary and what an honor. So I said, yeah, this is, this is terrific because again, with any small business, any growing business, it's the infrastructure. It's the Mm -hmm. the classic growing pains and to have a major global company support you in that way, believe in you and want to work together with you. It's just amazing. That's great, because I don't want to see any horsey girls go away from the equine no. exchange. <laughs> no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, they'll, they're recognizing the fact that this is a big space. And not just media and entertainment, financial services. I get calls from you know financial services organizations. Hey, we love your audience. We want to work together with you. Luxury businesses, real estate businesses. Hey, you know, we understand what you're doing. You get us. We want to work together with you. So it's really wonderful. Um, But not just the major players, the smaller players who, like, like us, you know, built their own business, work hard every single day, reach out to us as well. So it's, it's terrific. And Every day I, I learn something new and, and life is a journey and, and it's so important really to do what you love, be passionate about it and follow your calling. So that said, I'll probably follow my calling even more next month because there's so many events that we're going to attend and I'm happy to share them with you if you'd like. Oh, I know. I be- Now, let's see. May. What does that do in the horse industry? First weekend, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. Will you be um, at the Kentucky so- Derby? Well, you know what I love? I love going the week before. I have been to the Kentucky Derby before. I went with a friend of mine who was writing for a newspaper in New York, and I went to see Silver Charm win the Kentucky Derby. And what was so cool is the next day, we got to the backstretch and we got to see Silver Charm. Well, fast forward, what, 20 years? He comes back to old friends. And I get to see him again and I get to hug him. And I said, Silver Charm, I haven't seen you since you won the Kentucky Derby. I was like a little kid again. So it was terrific. And so, yes, so I'm going to, what I love is I love going in the morning and watching the the horses for the Derby and the horses for the Oaks train in the morning, just listen to them gallop, you know, watch the steam rise off of their backs after they're, they're bathed in the morning, just, just having that connection early, early in the morning with the horses. 
So that's what I plan to do. And also attend the Land Rover three day, which is by far probably the most spectacular horse show I've ever seen. It's really, really cool. And then go see old friends, you know, my silver charm, see old friends. Michael Blowen does a wonderful job retiring racehorses. I'm going to go see my friends at Rudin Riddle and they provide a lot of content, veterinary content, and it's great. So um, there's so much to do in Kentucky in the spring and, and probably go to the races at Keeneland and Churchill Downs as well. Equine Info Exchange has the largest directory of rehoming organizations in the world. And what I'm so happy to say is that the thoroughbred industry, for example, because horses are tattooed and soon they're going to be microchipped, mm-hmm. it's very easy to identify them. And people are very, very interested in rehoming their horses. The tracks in New York take out money for every start that you have for, you know, aftercare for horses which is so critically, critically Mm -hmm. important. So, yeah, so I'm a big advocate of horse rehoming, and it's just so, so important because when these horses retire, they're still young horses and still viable to do so much. And people are are now cognizant of, hey, let's retire a horse um, while they're sound because there's still so much left in them. But if they're not able to be ridden, there are places that will take them, which is terrific. And I'm such an advocate for that. Great. Yeah. And so are we. We we just agree with all these different ways that people are now being able to transition those horses from one kind of job to another. And even if it is something that's eventually a, a pasture pet, that's okay too. I think we've finally become as a society not ashamed of of the discarding we've actually embraced it now and said you know what there's there's a lot we can do and uh, not just you know, they've what they've done with the dog industry you know we've we've had like Christy Counts and Christy Schulte Cappert from the yeah. right horse here we've we've interviewed them as well She's great. and and yeah just a lot of intelligence and a lot of women that really have it all together love horses and have ways to and means to to create a a change, a shift, a real shift in the industry. And I think racehorses probably are kind of the poster child for, for they, their industry is young, you know, their horses are young and, you know, a a horse that's racing at six or seven years old is considered like ancient, right? And think about Mm -hmm. that, your quarter horse that's six or seven years old, he's young. So it's just sort of a mental shift. So I spoke with people who are far more intelligent than me with reference to horse racing and each track, which people kind of don't really realize, and I didn't realize it to this extent, each track is built differently depending on the climate. So the track at Gulfstream is built differently than, say, the track at Woodbine in Canada. Mm-hmm. And what I understand has been happening at Santa Anita, because they've gotten so much rain, below the track, the top of the track is a cushion. And this cushion was not meant for the drainage, you know, and I, I've known when I had gone once to Santa Anita and it was raining, the streets, you know, got all flooded out and flights were canceled, et cetera, et cetera. So when you get an inordinate amount of rain, 
the track is impacted differently. The benefit is that you have these super blooms, which which are yeah. kind of lighting up the the, the mountainside. Yeah, absolutely. The flowers are gorgeous. But what's been happening is the cushion of the track, from what I learned, is becoming compact and uneven. It's very, very expensive to pick up the track, and how it's been described to me is every eighth of a mile or furlong, the track has to be lifted and resurfaced, and it's a very, very expensive proposition. So hopefully the people who run Santa Anita, the Stronic Group, are addressing this issue properly because, as you know, the Breeders' Cup is going to be there this fall. So... Nobody wants to see these breakdowns. Sadly, you know, all of a sudden, racing has sadly shut itself in the foot, and racing really needs to do better because the only time we see racing is when something terrible happens. And that's such a small percentage of the time. But I get it. There are people who are never going to like racing. I totally understand and respect that. Collectively, racing needs to change, it needs to get better, it needs to evolve, and or it's, it's going to disappear. So yeah. those, are, those are my thoughts about it. Well, sure. thank you for sharing all that, mm-hmm. Kathy. Yeah, so great. Now, now that you've launched your event site and you're, you've, you've got the infrastructure coming from somebody who's got your back, we want to have you back to hear more about Love how you. this is going to blow the doors off even more than what you've already done. Love to. Anytime. It's always great to talk to you, Debbie. Thank you, Kathy. From Equine Info Exchange, thanks for being on Horsemanship Radio. Whisper the language of the herd. Listen, you don't have to say a word. It's time for Jamie Jennings to fetch an email from Monty Roberts' inbox and share a morsel of Monty's wisdom in a little segment we like to call Ask Monty. Leave this world a better place than mine. The magic in the language of the Dear Monty, I work with racehorses and one of my duties is to pull their manes. To tell you the truth, I hate doing it. I don't want to inflict pain on the horses. They don't deserve it. But we are always pushed for time and a lot of the times it results in using a twitch to get them to stand. I know it's stupid, but I actually cry afterwards because I had to use it. People in my yard think I'm being just oversensitive, but this really bothers me. I've managed to do my other duties without hurting the horse, so why not pull manes without pain? But here's my problem. Does pulling manes hurt horses? And if not, do you have a method to get the horse to stand still and tolerate the pulling? I would really appreciate your help with this. Monty's answer. This question has many dimensions. The first is that I will discuss the attitude of other people about mane pulling. My suggestion is that you advise these people to request that their barber or hairdresser stop using scissors, razors, or other forms of cutting equipment and simply pull their hair out. I feel certain they would suggest that that was not an appropriate solution. The next statement they may well make is that the horses feel very little pain, so it's okay to pull the mane. To that, I suggest you respond by reminding them that a horse standing in the field experience a tiny fly landing on his back will twitch his skin to remove the pest. If they were so insensitive, would this be possible? 
In fact, a horse is more sensitive than a human in many areas of his large body. The next facet of the question I will address is whether it matters if the horse is feeling pain during the mane pulling. My answer is yes, it matters, and it negatively affects the character and disposition of your horse if you or anyone else deliberately causes pain. Flight animals tend to register experiences that aggravate and then take measures to keep them from happening again. With this in mind, one might need to prepare for the horse to kick, strike, or otherwise fight back. The next segment of the question asks about an alternative to pulling the mane. I firmly believe that there are at least two plausible alternatives. One certainly is to let the mane grow without being shortened at all. In the racing and showing industry, that would be considered an inappropriate option. The fact is, however, many disciplines are moving to accept longer manes. The second is the use of the solo comb, invented by Thomas Pratt, a friend of mine since the early 1950s. The solo comb allows one to select the longer hairs of the mane itself and then clip those off. Using the comb repeatedly along the line of the mane will eventually shorten the mane without the need for pulling the hairs out, so it does the intended job without pulling the mane. The solo comb will also achieve the desired length without causing the remaining mane to go all frizzy. While I am not certain, I believe that other instruments are now available to accomplish the task. The internet would be a great resource. For more of these insights into good horsemanship, go to www.montyroberts.com and click on the orange banner that says, Get Free Horse Tips. Hi, I'm Monty Roberts. And I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it too on my Equus Online University. Western, English, the beginner, or the advanced rider. It doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online too on our forum. And there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you on my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com. Where in the world is Monty Roberts? Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged. Well, May 1 through 3, just about as you're listening to this if you're an early adopter, is the equine-assisted intro to motivational interviewing in Solvang, California. Then, May 25, we have a night of inspiration at Flag is Up Farms in Solvang, California. July 22 through 26, we have a Monty special training in Portuguese. And then July 29 through August 2nd, we have a Monty special training in California in English. And August 5 through 16, we have our Gentling Wild Horses course. Jen, isn't that fun? Woo-hoo! Sign up today. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I know. Fill up. Yeah. yeah. Even if gentling a wild horse is not in your program for this year, give it a try. Check it out. Call the folks at Flag is Up Farm, 805-688-6288, and talk about it because I think you'll find that this course has something for everyone. If you want to learn about what horses really are, equine behavior, human behavior, the relationship between the two, you can check mm-hmm. out that course. You can look at all of this and more at MontyRoberts.com. For details about today's show, go to HorsemanshipRadio.com, episode 134. You will find links, photos, and more information about today's guests and topics. You can follow Monty on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Monty Roberts, the one with the little blue check mark, Twitter, 
Monty underscore Roberts and Instagram Monty underscore Roberts. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. That's right. All the fun (laughs) stuff there. You can follow along for all of the horse radio network shows on our app. Download it today for your iPhone or your Android. Just go to your app store, search horse radio network, do it for your less tech savvy friends. Your less tech savvy friends all have smartphones. They have smartphones because there's peer pressure to have a smartphone, (laughs) even if they don't know how to use it. Right. So do them a favor. Gently take their cell phone from them. Go to their app store. Search Horse Radio Network. Download the app. Show them how to use it. They will thank That's you. That's right. They will. They, and you, it didn't cost you a cent either, which is really fun. Everybody everybody should have an app. But this is a really good one for the Horse Horse Network. Yeah, so, skip those yeah. YouTube kitty cat videos. Go to yeah. Yeah. Go to the app. There's so many great shows on, on Horse Radio Network. So you'll have a lot of fun. You'll get hooked. Here it comes. All right. Many thanks to our sponsors, too. I am having so much fun working with Omega Fields and Cavallo and, and creating the Monty Roberts University. And we're going to have them out to California. Omega Fields and Cavallo will be represented um, in May coming out to Flag is at Farms. I really want to thank them for their support and continued support. And I want to hear from you. Who's out there using these products? Because I can share their your stories with them and they'd yes. love to hear them. Yeah, they'd love to hear them because this is personal to them too. They created their companies to make horses' lives better. So please, let's hear how they're, they're making an a difference out there. So all those using their products, let me know. And be sure to visit all the other great shows too on the Horse Radio Network at www.horseradionetwork.com. And until next time, you know what to do. Have many happy horse hours. <laughs>